Hi, this is Beth Capici and welcome to the Never Perfect Podcast. I'm a psychologist and I believe that embracing the fact that no aspect of life is perfect actually makes us happier and healthier and motivates us to achieve more. It also helps us become more real and compassionate with ourselves and others. In my counseling office, I deal with a little bit of everything. So in this podcast, you'll also probably be hearing a little bit of everything. Not only professional advice, but also some of my favorite and least favorite personal stories. I'm also going to be interviewing people who are brave enough to share their stories with us. I believe that everyone has a lot to teach and a lot to learn no matter what their background is and in spite of their imperfections. You don't have to be perfect to be inspiring. do a very short and very impromptu recording on the topic of journaling and how that is almost like doing therapy with yourself. So this was prompted by a session I finished about two minutes ago and I found out that my next client is going to be running about 10 minutes late. So I have about 15 minutes to actually record this. So I'm going to be spontaneous a little more often, and I might even start scheduling a 30-minute break in the day to record a podcast because I've had so many inspiring meetings lately that I wish I could immediately record something, but I never have enough time, and then I get too busy and don't get around to it. So this is about the value of journaling and the therapeutic value, which is a big part of having a relationship with yourself. So I was just meeting with a guy in his young 20s, early 20s, and we were talking about different things going on in his life. And he said to me that I hadn't seen him in about a month, probably. And he said, you told me to start journaling and I did. And it has really helped me. And I was extremely excited and also a little bit surprised. And I'll tell you why um, here in a second. He um, said, thank you so much for that suggestion. And I said, thank you for following through on that suggestion. And he said, do people not normally follow through on your suggestion? And I said, actually, most people don't. I said, my estimate would be that maybe one in three times that I make a recommendation, people follow through. And I told him that even though it is it makes me sad for them that they might have missed out on a great book or something as powerful as journaling, that I am very compassionate about that because with my ADHD, there's so many things I intend to do that I don't follow through on. And I do have clients that literally just beg for books and articles and read almost every single one, but um, way more often than not, people don't follow through on these suggestions. And again, I totally understand it. I probably wouldn't either. So what he said that was interesting though, was after I mentioned it, he kind of thought, why would I do that? And he just wasn't that motivated. But then a couple days later, he had a really bad day. He was really stressed out. And so he decided to try it. 
And he said now he's been doing it four to five days a week and just writes down a few thoughts. Sometimes it's a sentence, sometimes it's a paragraph, but he has found it really, really helpful and therapeutic. And his girlfriend even bought him a journal. So um, anyway, he said a few things and told me that I could get, you know, gave me permission to share this. He said that the journaling is quote, not that hard. And he said, before you go to sleep, just write a few words. And I asked him why he thought journaling was helpful for him. And he said, it's easier just to get it out. It's better to see it. And that really fits something that I've told many clients over the years. Things in your head are like an endless circle. And a lot of times they just spin around and around and around and they feel eternal and never ending. And they also seem to have more power in your head. But when you get them out and you actually see them on paper, they feel finite, they feel limited, they don't feel as overwhelming, and they don't feel as powerful in a negative sense. And I think really it's kind of synonymous to therapy. When you get things out of your head and out into the air with another person, they air out literally like toxic material inside of you can start to air out and breathe and feel smaller. I've used the analogy of dreaming with this as well. Um, you know, most of us have had some really bad dreams or nightmares. And I know I personally have found it interesting when I try to tell someone about my nightmares, they seem so ridiculous or so much less scary when you describe them. And I've, I can remember before trying to say, oh, it's so much scarier than it sounds right now. It's just really, I can't do it justice with how, how real it felt or how scary it felt in my dream. Um, kind of like how you see sunsets and you can't seem to capture the full effect of them on a camera. It's hard to capture the full effect of a dream when you talk about it and it makes it feel less scary and less overwhelming. So please give journaling a try. Um, trying to see what else. So I think I said that this um, young man in his early 20s has been doing it four to five days a week for about the last five weeks. And um, he talked about how it naturally kind of just develops over time with him, what he's doing with his journal. And I heard some really interesting research about journaling. And I think this study was done at least 20 years ago. But they basically interviewed a bunch of college students and they divided them into three groups or subsets of people. And one of the groups was told not to journal. And the second group was told to journal about their day, just kind of what they did, more concrete descriptions. And the third group was told to journal about their feelings and their emotions. And so at the end of this study, I'm not sure if it was a year long study or six months or two years, but they found a statistically significant um, data to, to prove that journaling is healthy especially journaling about your emotions. So, and they measured this by looking at the number of visits to the student health center with illnesses. And there was a significant difference between those who journaled about emotions over those who journaled about their day 
And but even those who were journaling just kind of about the concrete schedule or things in their day, they were actually also healthier than those who didn't journal. So um, I guess those are a few nuggets. Um, Just trying to see my notes from my session. Um, He did say that he's just been writing down what he's thinking each day. Sometimes it's his emotions. Sometimes it's his thoughts. Sometimes it's just what he did. Um, Oh, I know a big nugget that I talked about with him. When you look at life and having a relationship with yourself is really the most important relationship you'll ever have, that there are a lot of people that have trouble being alone and they're sad or depressed alone and they're incredibly lonely and just hate being by themselves. It's kind of a problem. And I think that journaling could be one way to start enjoying your company and working through your stuff. Um, I really think that storing and bottling up unresolved issues, painful moments, things that you're angry about, they really can fester and rot and like an infection. And so I tell people, don't make your body a storage unit for pain. Letting it out, airing it out through therapy, through journaling, through talking to friends, it really makes it feel a lot less paralyzing and overwhelming. And um, so if you find that you can journal when you're alone, you might find that you start enjoying your own company and you don't have to run from things that are painful. You don't have a bunch of unresolved issues inside to avoid. We all have trauma. We all have heartbreaks. We all have regret. We all have shame. We all have addictions and we're not alone. None of us are alone. We all struggle. Life is really hard and there's a lot of pain. And of course there's a lot of beauty But if you're really avoiding yourself and avoiding being alone with yourself, then journaling, I think, could make a profound difference. So please give it a try. And um, I'm probably later going to wish I'd said a few more things, but that's kind of the highlights. 